0: This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com.
1: The Corporate champ, The rock is the great one. It can smell what the rock is cooking. The Corporate Nemesis. The host at 316 says, I just whipped through On March 28th, all hell is going to break loose. Who is this Rudy Poo? I put my Rudy Poo foot, and his Rudy Poo. Stone Cold Steve Austin battles The Rock for the WWF Championship. The Rock will be kicking your monkey ass all over God's green earth. And hey, hey, that just ain't gonna happen. WrestleMania, presented live by M&M's Crispy Chocolate Candies, this Sunday on Pay-Per-View.
0: Are you ready for a raging climax? Um, what are we talking
1: about? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> On this week's episode of Review of Raw, we are talking of Wrestlemania 15.
0: woo Um, yeah, so <laughs> Wrestlemania 15 from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania.
1: March, er, March 28th,
0: 99. Yeah.
1: First Union Center.
0: We this WrestleMania is hosted by Michael Cole.
1: Yeah. And so,
0: Jerry the King Lawler.
1: So I feel like we have a lot to like unpack before we even get into WrestleMania. To a degree. To kinda of like Okay. So Alright, WrestleMania fourteen happened. Austin became the champion. The night after WrestleMania has stated in the last podcast. Uh, Vince McMahon wanted Austin to be the corporate champion, the the new, you know, the face of the WWF, but he swears and he likes to give people the middle finger and he drinks. And that's not becoming of a champion. And Austin would would not stun Vince McMahon, and Vince McMahon would have no more of it. He's sick of it. So, uh, he would do everything he could in 1998 to get the belt off of. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Including
0: recruiting Dude Love.
1: Yes. So first he recruits Mick Foley and says, We need you, Mick. And he gets to be Dude Love, his alter ego that he made in like college or something. And he's a tie-dye-wearing 70s sexy hip cat. And he dances. And I love the thing he does with his knees. And I can't do it, but we see a shot at one point leading up to over the edge 99 or 98 between Austin and uh, Dude Love, where they beat up Stone Cold and Vince McMahon and Dude Love dance on the stage with very attractive win- women, one of them legitimate being Mick Foley's wife. <laughs> they were dressed up as, like, 60s, like, groupies. It was awesome. So, Vince McMahon became the special guest referee, and um, Austin wins the match by knocking out uh, Vince McMahon with a steel chair shot and counts the victory. Himself. And, yes, and weird. Great match. Go back and watch the event. Great, great match. Um, we then move on to Vince McMahon forming, uh, an alliance with The Undertaker and Kane, and, uh, eventually that splits off to Vince McMahon creating what's called The Corporation, which consists of, uh, this new guy named Test, and Shane McMahon, his younger, his, uh, oldest son is introduced onto TV. His only son. His only son, true. Yes, very true. His only son. Um, other people join the corporation, such as a big boss man, who comes out with a great, great new gimmick. Re- uh, instead of wearing, you know, the bright blue uh, police officer prison garb, he now comes out in tactical riot gear.
0: Yeah, he's basically plank. the Shield's dad.
1: He is. That's a great way to put it. He comes out with a nightstick. And meanwhile, the Undertaker forms the Ministry of Darkness, consisting of the acolytes, which we don't know of right now. Become to be Bradshaw and Farouk, they drop their uh, Western gimmick and come out with no shirts on, with symbols painted on their chest, and claim there's a higher power and and you know. God's or as under- the
0: Undertaker likes to say, how-er "Power,
1: power, power, power." Yes. And Edge and Christian, uh, and Gangrel, Gangrel, the New Brood or the Brood, uh, join as well. So there's this weird. It's really weird. So coming well, into let, WrestleMania, well, let's,
0: let's get into the really weird part about Midway okay. the because they convert people into new gimmicks.
1: Oh yes. Oh. So
0: they took mid, They took Midian. uh Phineas Godwin, Pig. And they made him drink the Undertaker's blood and then he became Midian.
1: The best part is they show, in not graphic detail, obviously it's fake, but they show Undertaker with a goblet and a knife and him slitting his wrist and then pouring his juice-like blood, because it's awfully quick, into the goblet where Phineas has to drink it.
0: And they also bring back Mabel and they beat him up. And oh, wait, he away, viscera uh,
1: Isn't this too where they also kidnap him And he's like locked in like a sex dungeon For like two weeks And like yes. oh, It's so fucking weird
0: <laughs> Yes it is
1: <laughs> yeah, They lock him in a sex dungeon type thing He's like chained up for like two weeks Leading up to where they convert him
0: And then and then he becomes viscera
1: Yes big A gimmick maybe. you will
0: have for many many years
1: Oh yes
0: even up until his last run, because Big Daddy V, Big Daddy Viscera.
1: Yes. So, what's interesting in all this, too? Like I said, a year makes a difference. Holy shit. They introduce a new championship called the Hardcore Championship, which is given to Mick Foley after the whole dude love incident, where Mick Foley calls Vince McMahon dad. And Vince McMahon basically mankind becomes like this needy like seeking approval from Vince McMahon to the point where he like does everything Uh, Ken Shamrock makes it to the king of the ring but the rock and mankind and the king of the ring uh, and that's when the corporation is formed With Vince McMahon redoing the screw job finish from Survivor Series and giving The Rock the WWF Championship.
0: That actually happens at Survivor Series. Oh, is it Survivor Series? Okay, my
1: bad. Yeah, I'm getting something. Yeah, that was the
0: Deadly Game tournament.
1: That's right. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they rehashed Survivor Series 97 two years later. First fucking time. At least they made it worthwhile this time. That's true. The Rock's now the corporate champion. Um, Triple H has basically defected to... Was it Triple H or China?
0: Um, China defects to the corporation, however. That's right,
1: yeah. So China defects to the corporation, and they basically run roughshod. Uh. I'm missing anything else.
0: Um, I think that Mick Foley also creates the union
1: here. Uh, I think it's later. I remember. I.
0: Oh no! It is later. Yeah. Because the big show is part of that. Yeah. End test.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so for between ninety, the end of ninety-eight and the early ninety-nine, um, the. Uh, Mick Foley and The Rock feud over the WWF Championship. Uh, Mankind finally wins the WWF Championship on the January 4th, ninety-nine episode of Raw, a very, very famous Raw, where uh, it was a taped show and WCW gave away the result and and Tony Schiavone said, Oh, Mick Foley formerly known as Cactus Jack when he wrestled for WCW, is going to become their world champion. That'll put butts in seats.
0: To be, to be fair to Tony Schiavone, he didn't want to say that because he's actually friends with Mick Foley. No,
1: no, no, yeah, correct. You're honestly you're right. But essentially, them giving away the spoiler caused 600,000 people to change the channel to Raw. What did the WCW folks get treated to? The finger poke of doom.
0: Where, My uh, favorite finger poke.
1: <laughs> Is there any other?
0: Um, I don't... Uh, I think TNA did something with it. Oh, the...
1: God. Yeah, I don't even... Yeah, okay. Oh, God. So, um, Mankind and Rock, like I said, feud over the title. They have this great match. Then the first ever halftime heat where it's an empty arena match. Um, they have an amazing I quit match at Royal Rumble 99, which uh, is just... If you're brutal. not a fan of concussions, holy fuck. Um, uh, if you haven't seen the match, go back and watch it prepared for blood and just absurd uh, just absurdity. I'll leave it at that. Meanwhile, Mick
0: Foley's, oh, Mick Foley's head was cracked open.
1: Yeah, just yeah. Meanwhile, Austin and McMahon are fighting back and forth um at a, at the Breakdown Pay-Per-View. Man um Austin or sorry, uh Austin loses the title um and at that point he'd rechristened it the Smoking Skull Belt, his own custom belt. Vince McMahon took the belt and an awesome scene where he runs away from Austin yelling, You don't have it anymore! It's mine, Austin! And then he flips him off as he gets into a limo and it drives away.
0: Also, uh, Mr. M- Mr. McMahon has these great uh, stooges in Pat Patterson and uh, Gerald Briscoe. Or it's, uh, it's Jerry Briscoe. It's one of the Briscoe brothers. Um... And they're just awesome. Yes. Uh, I really like always... how the Briscoe goes, Mr. Mac Man.
1: Yes, sir, Mr. i I'll get <laughs> you the coffee, mister McMahon. Mac-Man. Um, <laughs>
0: doesn't say McMan It's Mac. Mac-Man. Mac Man.
1: Um, so the, the other big storyline coming into WrestleMania 15, besides the Austin versus um, Rock versus Vince McMahon, is The Undertaker wants control of the WWF he started his thing called the Ministry of Darkness like we said and he's gone to Vince McMahon's house and he's burning his symbol in the yard and he gets a teddy bear and he sets it on fire and Vince McMahon you know on TV is this uh, no take no prisoners F the world, kind of like I'll do what I want. I'm I'm Vince McMahon. I'm better than all of you. But when these events occur, he's basically a shell of his former self. He's depressed. He's like crazy, like sad. And for the longest time, they're like, "What? What is this? What does this all mean?" And he'd be going. Undertaker would say things like, "She's at home. Don't worry." I'll have her soon enough. They introduce another McMahon. Stephanie Stephanie. McMahon. So, all right.
0: Buckle up, Stephanie.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's actually later, after WrestleMania.
0: I know, know but still, that's a great great thing.
1: So, yes, I think we're finally caught up with all the events that transpired between 98 and 99. The big storylines, at least. The hardcore title... Um, was gifted to Mick Foley. Um, the hardcore title is essentially their answer to ECW. The hardcore title is defended. Uh, no rules, falls count anywhere match, and um, they had famous matches going into WrestleMania, particularly between Hardcore Holly and Al Snow, where at one point they ended up in the river. In the I think in the Hudson River or the Mississippi River.
0: It was um, I think it was the Mississippi River. But anyway, so, yeah. they, um, it was like in the middle of January yes! and they just threw each other into this dirty river oh, God. fighting with like a tire.
1: Yes. Was this too, um, oh, no, it was later Well, they had the bridge scene with Rock and Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's after. Cause yeah, this is actually going into the next pay-per-view is that when that occurs. So never mind. All right. We're caught up. WrestleMania 15, the raging climax. Pennsylvania, <laughs> your neck of the woods. Kind of. Okay, kind of. Take it away, Zach.
0: Okay. So we get treated to a lovely acapella rendition of America the Beautiful by boys to Men. Yes. And then they get, like, their ears blown out by a bunch of fireworks coming off behind them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's cool. Names. Um then our first match is the... Oh, hold
1: on. Freddie Blassie does the intro package for WrestleMania 15. Oh, yeah, 15.
0: That's true. Showcase there's... of the Immortals.
1: Yes. There are moments that define time and echo through the ages. None of the matches are featured. Just a bunch of shots of wrestles and clips, such as mankind being thrown off the hell in a cell at King of the Ring 98.
0: And the Andre firework. the Giant was shown.
1: Yep, getting slammed. So how quickly they've, uh, how quickly they abandoned the year before where they're like, the legacy, oh, no one cares about that, to now they're like, yeah, things happened.
0: I don't think it was received super well.
1: No, I don't think so either. But damn Freddie blessy. So like you said, Michael Cole and Jim Ross, uh, sorry, Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler are now just, what happened to Jim Ross?
0: Jim Ross had a Bell's Palsy attack.
1: Did his mother pass away at this time yeah. too? Yeah.
0: Yes, and and then he had a Bell's palsy attack.
1: Mm. All right. Sorry. Continue on. First match.
0: First match is for the WWF Hardcore Championship, and it is Al Snow versus Bob Holly versus Badass with two D's. Hold on.
1: This isn't just Bob Holly. It's no longer bam-ba- no longer bombastic Bob, or Sparky oh, okay. Plug.
0: It's. It's hardcore Holly. Yes!
1: His most favoriteest remembered gimmick. Uh,
0: Yeah. Um, Versus badass Billy Gunn with two Ds. Yes. Um, Okay. So this is a little weird because right leading up to WrestleMania. Thank you. I got the
1: same exact notes.
0: Leading up to WrestleMania, Billy Gunn was going for the Intercontinental Championship, and Road dog was going for the Hardcore Championship, and then they just swip- swap places. <laughs> this is, it's, it's ridiculous. Um. So, anyway, um, Hardcore Holly is super jacked in this match; like he's really hitting the roids.
1: How dare and you, sir? How dare you?
0: He will tell you himself that oh, he yeah. he was a juice monkey. <laughs> and he says that if anybody denies that they were on the juice, they're lying. I'll... I, I give him full credit for that. Anyway, um, Al Snow comes out with Head, which Boy, is a ridiculous want. gimmick.
1: Yes. Come on, it was pretty funny, though, and he's trying to get a job with the WF, and... Head he would come out wearing a sombrero, and they'd put the headset on him. And
0: yeah, I don't know. So the match starts off uh, pretty quickly. Billy Gunn tries to cut a promo before the match, but he gets jumped by Al Snow, and then Hardcore Holly kicks uh, Gunn into the corner and sends him to the rope and punches him in the face. And then uh, Snow interrupts that by attacking Hardcore Holly with right, with the right hand and kicks. And then um, Holly and Snow go to the floor. Uh, Snow whips Holly uh, with a cable that sits on the ground. And then, uh, let's see, Gun comes out and attacks Snow, but uh, gets whipped into the ring steps. And um, it was actually pretty athletic, what he did there, because I don't think he actually hit the rings there, but he hit them with his hands and then jumped over.
1: Yeah, he, like, vaulted over them.
0: Um, but it made a really nice sound, so that's cool. Yes. Um, Holly, uh, Hardcore Holly does this really stupid suplex to Al Snow. Now, they're out on the floor still. So what he does is he stands on the concrete and he suplexes Al Snow onto the padded mats.
1: All right, that's already dumb. Actually,
0: yeah, kind of smart, and he lands, he lands on the concrete. Yeah,
1: <laughs> concrete, yeah. What
0: the yeah, hell? No. Yeah, no, it's it's dumb. Um, Billy Gunn tries to pile drive um, Al Snow. Um but, oh no, he tries to pile drive Hardcore Holly, but um, Snow makes the save with a hockey stick, and then the crowd goes, uh, let's, chance, go, let's flyers. go Flyers. <laughs> um, eventually, Gunn gets the uh, hockey stick, but he breaks it over Hardcore Holly's back, and then he proceeds to use the non-pointy end as a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> um which is, you know, okay. And um, they get back into the ring um, with a chair. Uh, Gunn delivers a couple of chair shots to both men, and he delivers he delivers a Famouser to the chair to Al Snow. Um, but Hardcore Holly attacks Gunn with a chair, and he covers Snow and gains his second... Reign with the hardcore title at seven oh three.
1: Yeah, so this is kind of like an just kind of by the numbers hardcore match. It wasn't over the top like you'd see on Raw.
0: No, but I, and like, it was. It also wasn't that much fun. It was mostly just like guys doing moves on the outside and then like hitting each other with, with stuff. Yeah, broken with broken sticks.
1: Yeah, it, it was kind of weird. Like. We definitely see better hardcore matches in the future.
0: Yeah. Um, we then get a recap of Sunday Night Heat with D'Lo and Test winning a battle royal to own to get a tag team title shot. Um, this is a ridiculous concept because basically they were having a battle royal, and the last two men, regardless of who they were, were going to be a tag team against the tag team champions. Yes. Yeah. Stupid. And so D.Lo Brown is a face, and Test is part of the corporation. So, a heel. And um, they have to face Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart. So, we get that match next D.Lo Brown with Ivory and Test versus Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart with Deborah. Um. So Test and D'Lo attack Owen from behind um, and Owen gets a big boot from Test and a clothesline sending him to the floor. Um, Jarrett and D'Lo then start the match. Um, Flying forearm from D'Lo and then D'Lo whips Jarrett into the corner and then we get an elbow from D'Lo and both men tag out. Owen uh, does a series of chops to test, but then gets a big boot and a falling powerbomb for two. test then goes for a pump handle slam, which is his finisher, but Owen then go, counters with an enziguri and goes for the sharpshooter, um, but D'Lo makes the save. Um, Tess then tags in D'Lo and then yells at him to pay attention, even though he just saved the matchup, so I don't know <laughs> what that it was about. <laughs> um, Dilo then does a uh, scoop slam and a leg drop, and uh, Dilo hits the ropes and gets a really bad cheap shot from Jarrett, where he kind of knees Dilo in the back, but Dilo doesn't sell it, <laughs> and just, just like punches him in the way, in the face. And walks into a spinning heel kick from Owen. And then Owen does this weird-looking gut rudge suplex where he picks him up basically like he was going to do a pile driver, but then kind of falls sideways. It was kind of sloppy looking. Um But then Owen tags out to Jarrett. And they do double clothesline to D'Lo. And then they wishbone his legs. Um... Jarrett drops down on D'Lo uh, and tags in Owen again. Uh, D'Lo closes clotheslines both Owen and D'Lo or Owen and Jarrett. D'Lo can't clothesline himself. Um, D'Lo delivers a dropkick to both guys and um, does his um, riding bomb which is called the lowdown. But um, Owen makes a save, and then we get PMS running down. I can't believe I wrote that. <laughs> so
1: PMS, the pretty mean sisters.
0: Yeah, it was uh, Terry, Terry Reynolds, Reynolds and Jacqueline here. Ugh. Um, and they like talk to Ivory about something. Um, D'Lo goes for a power bomb again, but Owen comes off the top rope with a missile drop kick, which allows Jarrett to get a jackknife roll-up, and they retain after just four minutes.
1: All that in four minutes. Yeah. This match was so bad. Like, it didn't highlight anyone. There was no story other than Test and Dilo can't get along. Sadly, this was Owen so, Hart's very last WrestleMania.
0: Less than a month but, uh, later, he was also his tenth.
1: Yes, yeah, so it was also his tenth. I mean, the, well, the, like you said last, the last podcast episode, uh, that was his TARDIS. seventh. Yes.
0: So he's been to three Wrestlemania since then.
1: Yes. So less than a month later, uh, he would tragically die during a stunt gone wrong at the. Uh, Forementioned over the edge pay per view. Um,
0: Doing the Blue Blazer gimmick.
1: Yeah, they changed his gimmick to be a, a, a superhero kind of playing off the Hulk Hogan drink. He'd say, Drink your vitamins, or say or say your prayers, eat your vitamins, and drink your milk. And, you know, you do your homework, kids. And he was supposed to come down and, like, pratfall fall into the ring from the ceiling. Uh, taking a jab at WCW Sting who came down from the ceiling in very right. grand fashion and and,
0: um, and he, he fell uh, without his harness and he collapsed onto one of the ropes top ropes and it instantly collapsed as long as he died in the ring
1: yeah not good but I mean Jesus I, sad for that I'm Like not trying to pin the match like all around the, his death I mean Totally right, But You've got Jeff Jarrett You've got Owen Hart Two great Wrestlers D-Lo is good in his way uh, Test Well test is test Test is never great uh, Until like 2003 <laughs> um, But uh, Yeah I just thought this match is just so So dumb Like This should have just been a This should
0: just stayed on heat yeah, definitely.
1: Like, we saw last year, that how many teams did they freaking have? And now you don't even have any established tag teams to freaking go against your tag champions? So you have to have a freaking battle royal? Give me a break.
0: Well, they could have done the Outlaws, but the Outlaws were doing single titles things. Yeah, they
1: were busy being single stars.
0: <laughs> Dumb. All right. We get a hype package for the Brawl for All match. Dude, the Brawl Basically. for
1: All had the greatest fucking entrance theme ever.
0: It's true. I did. Um, Basically, it was these people who were training Bart Gunn, who is the winner of the Brawl for All. Should we go over what the Brawl for All was?
1: Yes, I think we should go over it. All
0: right. So basically, um, the Brawl for All was this uh, dumb idea that they had where they were taking these undercard wrestlers and having them do real shoot matches uh, boxing matches like proto-mixed martial arts stuff um and you
1: you need the appropriate music while you discuss this
0: continue okay um they were having you (laughs) said turn that off Ah, oh, come on. It's so good. It's distracting me.
1: <laughs> you don't Cause have it to.
0: Keeps cut Because it keeps cutting in and out on my end. <laughs> um, they were having these uh, proto UFC matches, but they didn't have like any big stars. The The main reason that we've been told that this, ex- this existed was they were bringing in Dr. Death Steve Williams, and he was supposed to win the Brawl for All. And feud with Steve Austin over the WWF title. Some people say that's not actually the case. I,
1: I heard a story where Bradshaw claimed that he could fight and beat people, and the WWF went with it, made this brawl for all, and basically anyone who signed up for it got like a little extra money for the night's work.
0: And that's the other story. They did get extra money for fighting but people kept getting hurt
1: yeah they basically decimated their entire mid card yeah during the summer of 90 uh 98 and so i went back and watched pretty much all of the summer of 98 Raws, and no one liked this brawl for all it was novel at first but by like week three the crowd turns on it, and they're chanting, we want wrestling, we want wrestling through the entire thing. And they would yeah. have, like, two to three matches per Raw per in the beginning. And then by the end, they're just like, fuck it, there's not even a graphic, this is the fucking finals, and Bart Gunn wins.
0: Well, Bart Gunn was kind of a surprise because... Um, he kept knocking people out with his left. Nobody really expected that.
1: Hey, even knocking out Mark Merrow, a legitimate Golden Gloves champion. Yeah. Three-time Golden Gloves champion per the WF Attitude commercial.
0: Well, yes. Um, so, after Bart Gunn wins, he's off television for the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, that's what I, yeah I said he won the brawl for all and then disappeared.
0: And then um, they set up this match against Butterbean. Butterbean is um, a super heavyweight boxer for the uh, IBF, which is one of the many boxing organizations. And um, But supposedly the WWF really thought Bart Gunn was going to win. Oh, God. Because, because uh, Butterbean is this, this big fat guy.
1: I always think of him from the the Mike Tyson's punch-out. The big fat guy with the same kind of American, you know, you punch him when his his drawers fall down, and you can punch him. I always think of that guy when I think of Butterbean.
0: (laughs) So let's get into the match. Um, Bart Gunn walks out, and then Butterbean walks out, um they are going to have 1 minute rounds.
1: 3 1 minute rounds. 10 points uh, for, for a knockdown. Down. 5 points uh, ta- for a takedown. If down. you
0: take your if you take your opponent down like with like a double leg or whatever. And most punches landed also gets 5 points. Yes. The there's a uh, guy named Vinny Pazizina, who's a former boxer. As a guest referee, no one cared. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody cared. So um, Bart Gunn gets um, like t- like gets knocked silly right away, and then he gets knocked out within thirty six seconds. And uh, that's the last time, pretty much, that we ever see Bart Gunn in the WWF. Yep he he gets attacked by Doctor Death one more time on television, and then he gets released. But the thing is, is that that's not the end of his career. He goes to Japan. Really? Yeah, and he joins all Japan, and he, like, wins the tag team titles there, which is, you know, good on him. But then he decides, you know what? I was really good in the brawl for all. And then he becomes a mixed martial artist.
1: Did he join Pride or something?
0: Uh, He joined something in Japan. I don't think it was Pride.
1: Pancraze...
0: It wasn't pancreas either. Okay. Pancrease was pretty much done by oh, okay. um
1: became an MMA fighter. How'd he do? Yeah.
0: Not well. Ah! He, lost <laughs> <both>. <laughs> he lost both of his matches.
1: Oh, poor Bart Gunn.
0: And then he slowly just fizzled out.
1: I wonder what he does today.
0: I don't know. I hope it's something good. Um, Me too next we get uh kevin kelly who is now the uh voice of ring of honor and new japan on access talking to mankind about fulfilling his dream as being a wrestlemania main eventer
1: i think you missed the san diego chicken
0: no i didn't miss the san diego chicken i just skipped over it because it was dumb
1: okay well god damn it (laughs) okay fine the San Diego Chicken, whoever this fucker is. I don't know. He does dumb shit in the ring. And... I and it was dumb shit.
0: He and it knocks him out. Yep. Dumb. I, like, it was like a 10-second thing, and then he really didn't pay any attention. So I just
1: okay. skipped it. Okay, anyway. he's with the Kevin Kelly's with Mankind.
0: And then um, Mankind says that he's going to beat the Big Show, and you don't want to make this young man angry even though I think Mankind uh, mankind at this point is much older than The Big Show.
1: So who's The Big Show? So yeah, we didn't talk about The Big Show. We didn't even talk about Valentine's Day Massacre.
0: No, we didn't. Okay, so The Big Show, for those of you who don't know, uh, is Paul White, who was the giant in WCW, a.k.a. fake uh, Andre the Giant's son.
1: And he won the WCW champion in his very first match against Hulk Hogan. Yes. Like legitimate the first match in WCW debuting? He gets a uh, freaking world title shot.
0: Well, yes. Well his his debut match was actually a twofold match. Uh there was a sumo truck match. Oh god where he where he and Hulk Hogan got into monster trucks and had a uh, truck sumo and um
1: on top of a large skyscraper
0: yes and then um hulk hogan pushes uh the giant off the building by accident supposedly <laughs> and and then he immediately goes down to have his match for the world title and big show just shows up or i'm sorry the giant just shows up and he's like i'm perfectly fine and um uh, he beats Hulk Hogan via a double bear hug uh, with the Yeti.
1: Oh, God, that was that match? Yeah. Yeah, they hump Hulk Hogan for a while.
0: Yeah, and he wins the world title. Oh. oh. And then he joins the NWO, and then the NWO gets really fat. And then he <laughs> leaves WCW and joins the WWF. And when he joins the WWF, he appears from the. He just like rips open a portal from hell from the bottom of the ring and uh, throws Steve Austin out of a cage, causing Steve Austin to win a match and making him look like an idiot.
1: And to go to WrestleMania. So the month before, they didn't even fucking do it a whole year, they finally do the Vince McMahon versus. Stone Cold in a cage where if Stone Cold wins he gets to go to Wrestlemania but if Vince McMahon wins he's out of Wrestlemania and Big Show comes like you said comes out from underneath the ring picks up Stone Cold throws him into the side of the cage and the cage wall just gives away and swings out like a freaking door like a giant door and Austin just drops to the floor and wins yeah that's it. All right. And now, a mere month and a half, if that, later, now he's just a big doofus. Well... Because they fucked him over big time. I remember the match against Austin on Raw.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, they didn't do they, well. They took the shine they... off
1: of Paul White quicker. Oh, geez. Just, Yeah.
0: So the winner of this match gets to be the referee of the main event of WrestleMania. So Big Show versus Mankind. Mankind starts off with a series of uh, punches and clotheslines. And then Mankind hits the ropes and runs into a really big boot because the Big Show is a really big guy. Um, and then Big Show headbutts uh, Mankind and that sends him to the floor. Um Mankind then gets the better of an exchange on the floor and sends Show into the ring steps a couple of times. Um, mankind then tries to do his double arm DDT on the floor but gets pushed into the ring steps, which looked bad for Mankind. Um, Show then headbutts him again and drags Mankind back into the ring. Um, Big Show then does that Thing in the corner where he goes, and then like hits mankind in the chest really hard. Oh, he goes shh.
1: He like, didn't say shh yet, but yeah, he does a big hand slap.
0: Yeah, and then um, hits him with an elbow that causes mankind to fall um, to the floor. Um, he then does a side Russian leg sweep, which Michael Cole calls what a maneuver. <laughs> you know, I guess it's pretty impressive Considering that, uh, you know, the Big Show is seven feet tall And he's doing a leg sweep I don't know, I don't think he should be doing things like that <clears throat> um, Mankind then pulls out Mr. Socko And delivers the mandible claw to Big Show um, But Big Show breaks free And then Mankind immediately puts the claw back on to and he breaks free, and he puts the claw immediately back on again. um
1: I like the spot right after he puts the claw back on, and he climbs the back of Big Show, and mm. Big Show just says, "Screw it," and falls backwards like crushing McFoley into the mat.
0: yeah, I was just about to get to that oh, sorry take your thunder. That's okay so he does that, and um Joe then goes outside and grabs two steel chairs. He um cracks one of the chairs over Foley's back and then he sets them up and he delivers a chokeslam to mankind through the chairs and that not the chair shot initially, but throwing McFoley through the two chairs gets him a DQ at uh six fifty one, and then Vince comes out and calls him a big idiot and show starts to do a choke slam, but thinks better of it. And then Vince continues to call him an idiot, and so Show knocks him out.
1: Yeah, he goes, the, I, "I love it." He goes, Paul, what are you doing? I don't give a damn about mankind. What was, right? What have you done? You're no longer the special guest referee. <laughs> it was awesome.
0: Right, it was. And then um, don't make any more mistakes, Pat- Paul. Right. <laughs> um, Pat Patterson and. Gerald Briscoe come out, and you hear Gerald Briscoe go, "Mr. McMahon, what should we do?" And Vince goes, "I want him arrested. Get him the police." Yes, Mr. McMahon, <laughs> we'll do that right away. So, uh,
1: yes, this uh, this match is awful, Yes, which it is was. a shame because clearly this match existed only so Paul White could get heat. By choke slamming Vince McMahon,
0: and then he didn't even do that correctly.
1: Yeah, and uh, I'm like, we'll get to the main event, but man, this match was just shit. And after McMahon, after Mick Foley had like the great matches with The Rock, and uh, just just you know doing good matches, and then this uh, this match was just. It was like Big Show was too big for Mankind to be able to do anything. So Mankind was pretty much just like a sack of potatoes were just to get thrown around to lead up pretty to much. the... I was impressed, though, with the chair choke slam thing because I was like, oh, God, this is going to either hurt like hell, but like the chairs like split like the Red Sea as when he came down because of his weight. They didn't bend or anything. They just went whoop right underneath him, and he landed well, on the mat.
0: I think that was actually a mistake because I don't think the big show actually set the chairs up correctly.
1: Well, he faced them. He put them facing each other so the center of the chairs, you know, were touching. Uh, I, so, like, no they, were,
0: uh, no, they were actually slightly apart. That's why they split like oh, that. Oh, put them
1: together. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Was yeah? how else could you have done it? But no, yeah, I think you're right. Sure. But on the other hand, too, do you really want to put Mick Foley through? I mean,. I would think, like, you'd want to do that because, God forbid, he goes through them. But, like, they bend down and the metal piece that folds, like, comes up and jabs them in the gut or something. Like, Sure. I almost think they just did It's an impressive spot. But I think you don't, I mean, it would have been, if he was thinner, it I would think. You would say, oh, my on. God, he he bent the chairs. Look at that. They're they're bent down. But because yeah, he's I so big. It
0: just didn't look very good because of the, the way it, it separated.
1: Yeah. Well, either way, I, I like the finish. It-, it still looked like man, like he did something devastating. But yeah, it was very much just like, oh, this is where Paul White turns from a heel into a face now.
0: Yes, for the first time.
1: Yeah. Only five thousand more to go.
0: I know. Okay. All right. So now our next match is for the Intercontinental Championship, and it's a four-way elimination match. With uh, the Road Dog, with two Gs. Yes. Jesse James. Yep. Versus Val Venus. Versus Goldust, who is accompanied by the Blue Meanie and Ryan Shamrock. Oh,
1: fucking. And Shamrock. I fucking love Ryan Shamrock. Oh, my God. She was, like, the prettiest girl that they never actually had wrestle or anything. And even looking back at this, holy fuck was she hot. And guess who she got married to, legitimately? Ken. No. Actually, they did date.
0: Yes, they did. She got married to Edge. Oh, yeah. In
1: 2000.
0: And then they got divorced, like, three years later. Because of Lita. No. Well, wasn't it because of that? No. Oh
1: Well, either way, Ryan Shamrock was fucking hot. And I fucking love her. Anyway, sorry. Uh, so essentially, Ryan Shamrock debuted with Val Venus in a porno. Oh yeah, Val Venus is new. He's a porn star. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. He... I, actually, I want to talk about Val Venus for a minute because not only that's—I mean, his gimmick's cool, whatever. <laughs> gimmick's but the... um...
1: I like his Titantron.
0: Yeah. With, with all the drills,
1: fourteen-year-old me didn't understand popping out of the bush with a purple helmet on and what the drill the drill press meant. I mean, I knew he was a porn star, but I didn't yeah. get to the video. You know, him rising out of a bush with a purple helmet on.
0: Well, anyway, Chris Morley, the guy who actually John plays, Morley, I thought, or. Oh, yeah, Sean Morley. Um, the guy who actually plays Val Venus. Um, he's one of only two uh, men, I believe, to win the CMLL World Heavyweight Championship, who is American. Oh, wow. Yeah, so before he was in the WWF, he was this, He was in Mexico playing Steel. Oh. As, and he won the CMLL uh, World Heavyweight Championship.
1: So oh, a steel. Yeah. what was the gimmick of Steel?
0: Was it just uh, hard? I think he was this. I, I guess. I don't know. Punched him, in you really, your hand? I don't really know what the gimmick was. That was just his name. The other man who has won the CMLL World Heavyweight Championship is a guy named Marco Cori Leon, who you might know better as uh, Mark Jindrak.
1: Whoa, really? Yeah. That's cool.
0: So we'll get to Mark Jindrak at some point, I'm sure.
1: So Val Venus... I liked his uh, music, his saxophone song, and I never yes. understood what the money shot was. I just knew it was a splash. And he always comes out and goes,
0: hello, ladies. And then he makes
1: and, yes.
0: jokes. And then, yes. and He stole
1: the gimmick from, from Joel Gertner, damn it.
0: I guess. Um, I, I don't know. Joel Gertner is so filthy.
1: That is very true. He is the PG version of Joel Gertner.
0: He's also not as nearly as ugly or as fat as Joel Gertner. yeah
1: that, that's true. That is the gimmick that he is hideous and not pleasant, but yet he claims to get all the ladies. And yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah. No. He's this. So Joel Gertner yeah. Is so, so gross.
1: The the storyline is essentially. Ken Shamrock and Valvinus fought because Val Venus had a porn made with Ryan Shamrock. And then for some reason Ryan Shamrock joined up with Gold Dust and the Blue Knee was just there just just because. And Gold Dust is now not no, now not the Artelay's form Gold Dust. Now he's just Gold Dust. And Dog's just there because he's a champion.
0: Yes, and also Ryan Shamrock, we should say, is um, Kayfe uh, Ken Shamrock's little sister.
1: Yes. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I thought I thought the Shamrock uh, name would have implied, but yeah, 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 correct.
0: Well, I mean, you should make it clear. She she could be married to Ken. You know what?
1: Oh, that is true. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even think of that. Okay. <laughs>
0: All right. So. It's
1: not the first time Val Venus has slept with someone's wife.
0: That's true. And then later on, he would go on to feud with Kai and Tai.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, Mrs. Yamaguchi-san. You were so hot. (laughs) Damn it, Malvinus! You lucky (laughs) motherfucker!
0: (laughs) Alright. This match is going to be a little bit of a mess, so I'm just going to do some highlights here. Um... First things first, Um, we get double elbows from James and Shamrock that send Venus to the floor. And then uh, Shamrock throws uh, Goldust into the corner. And then he Irish whips James into the corner. And this is going to be a tag-out elimination thing. So only two people in the ring at the same time. So... um. Let's see. Goldust does a Spine Buster and a Flying Clothesline to Shamrock. And then Venus tags in and does a Spine Buster of his own to Goldust. Uh, Goldust hits the ropes and delivers a Clothesline for two. And um, Goldust sticks Val on the top rope and goes for a Superplex, which is Block. And then Val does this uh, pretty cool Diving Bulldog for two. And then does a fisherman suplex for two. Um, Val and Goldust collide in the corner, and Val comes down with a headbutt to the groin of Goldust. Um, Jamrock delivers a DDT to Goldust, and Road Dog de- delivers one to Val. And then there's a standing ten count for that, which is cool. Uh, James comes in and delivers a pair of chops to Val Venus. Ash Whip reverses, sending James into the corner. Eventually, um, Val and Shamrock are the two legal men, and they get sent outside, and they get counted out. And um, Ken Shamrock starts going super sane and yelling, because he doesn't like that. And so then it's Goldust and uh, the road dog Goldust goes for a power slam, but Joel rolls through with a small package for three at nine forty-eight, which is uh, you know it's a surprisingly okay match. Hmm. All things considered.
1: Yeah, it was it was okay. It wasn't anything bad.
0: After the match, um, Goldust yells at Ryan for messing up, and the Blue Meanie goes ha 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 ha, and then we get. A shot of the big show being arrested by the Philadelphia police.
1: <laughs> yes. And I love those remarks. Like, he's in there talking shit, like, oh, you get a badge and you get some power.
0: Because, you know, he has all the power because he is lard. Okay, so next we have a uh, video recap of the events leading up to Try versus Kane.
1: Not Try.
0: I'm going to call him that. <laughs> um basically um Kane has magical powers where he can shoot fire at people, but he can only do it once per day.
1: <laughs> he's like uh he's like the girl from Konosuba.
0: Yes, or I would like to think that maybe he just doesn't have enough mana. So he has, to, he has to invest in more mana slots, but he just hasn't done that yet. He hasn't taken the proper and read the proper books yet.
1: Uh, he'll get that.
0: Regardless, he was going to shoot fire at Triple H, but he hits China, who is part of the corporation. And he carries China away because he has emotions now.
1: Oh, and then Triple H, with the bazooka gun, shoots Kane in the face with a fucking flame
0: floor. <laughs> yes he does th- shoot Kane in the face with a flamethrower while he's dressed up as gold dust' Because, you know th- that's something that normal people do before the take that, so then then before the match starts Kane comes down the aisle and the chicken from before attacks Kane Kane rips off the mask to reveal Pete Rose and uh he <clears throat> gets tombstoned I'm, it was
1: so weird. I'm, like, why wouldn't you do this earlier? Like, why do it right before the match? Like, it's such a weird juxtaposition where it's like, they have this great video package, but then they're like, you know, I, to me, it's supposed to be like a super serious match, and then there's out of the blue, oh, it's 2 What's good, Pete p- back in here? Like, Kane should have came out earlier, and, like, the guy could have punched him. He got his heat, and then, like, Kane could have came out then to add insult to injury. Mm. And then, like, oh, later on, Kane must be pissed, and he's going to face Triple H later on. I don't want to be Triple H, you know, and
0: build it up that way. Yeah, I mean, they could have done that, or, or, how about this, not do it at
1: all. Yeah, yes, I agree with you.
0: Okay, so... Triple H comes through the crowd and um, attacks with a low blow to start the match. Um, Try then pounds away at the corner but gets thrown away. Try charges into a big boot by Kane and then comes up with a backdrop sending Kane to the floor. To the floor um, uh, Try sends uh, Kane into the ring post and then puts him through the ring steps and then Try does a high knee to Kane to send him back to the floor, and then does a baseball slide. Try fires Kane into the announce table and then back into the ring. Try hits the ropes but runs into another big boot from Kane, who then throws Try to the floor. Try tries to pull Kane out with him, but he gets kicked into the railing. They brawl on the floor and um, eventually Kane catches Try and crotches him on the railing. Skipping ahead a little bit, Kane hammers Try in the corner and chokes him on the bottom rope. Kane goes for a backdrop, which Try blocks with a kick, but Kane comes right back with a clothesline kane fires triple h into the top turnbuckle and charges into a boot and then kane goes for a splash which misses um triple h docks a clothesline and delivers a face buster with to the knee um triple h connects with the high knee as uh china makes her way to ringside. side
1: oh yeah china loves or kane loves china
0: Yes. Yes. Um, Kane charges with the ring steps that uh, China brought into the ring, but uh, Triple H gets his feet up and kicks the steps into Kane, and then um, Cuddy Long here uh, puts the ring steps outside. Uh, Triple H clotheslines Kane to the floor, uh triple h follows um putting kane to the railing uh triple h goes for the pedigree on the steps outside but uh kane does a backdrop
1: that was a really impressive spot you got some hang time on
0: that yeah he definitely did um kane sends triple h back inside falls in with a uh, choke slam china gets on to the apron um, with a chair and asked Ch- uh, Kane to let her finish Triple H off. But then uh, China clocks Kane with the chair drawing to 11 and eleven and a half minutes. And then um, Kane looks sad because China portrayed him.
1: And by looking and sad he just jumped his head to the left a little.
0: Yeah. And then um, of course uh, Triple H then uh Does a pedigree on the chair, and um, Triple H tries to do the uh, Savage Liz (laughs) lift up spot. Can't lift China. It doesn't doesn't look as good. No, Um, it was bad. So our winner is Kane via disqualification.
1: Eleven thirty three. Man, just think—we're six months later. So different.
0: Yeah. Um. Kevin Kelly talks to Vince McMahon who says he'll, he'll be the guest referee if Foley isn't available to do it.
1: I, I love it. He's like, I've got a great-looking uh, referee uniform in my bag. A great-looking shirt. And I'll be the best. I'll be the guest special referee. No more controversy. Great promo by Vince. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, this match. If you God. loved Sable and you loved her at WrestleMania 14, oh boy, barn burner here, Zach.
0: Yeah, so we have the WWF Women's Championship match, which is Sable versus Tori, not Tori Wilson. So yeah, yeah,
1: there's been a lot of Tories in the WWF.
0: Yeah. Which is this Tori? This is Stalker Tori, uh, Sable Stalker Tori. Sounds
1: kind of kind of familiar, as we'll see in a couple of uh couple
0: episodes hmm
1: just uh leave that hint
0: out there she's very ninja-esque
1: because she came out as a ninja <laughs> why no yeah she did and yes, another wrestlemania did. i think
0: oh yes yes
1: yes yes we will see how ninja-esque she is
0: okay so um sable is heel here even though uh, everybody loves her and um she has just recently done Playboy for the first time, which is, you know, whatever. Yep. Um, Silicone. So she comes out with the title and does a uh, lewd dance. Are you ready for the grind? Yeah, no. And King is like, that. yeah,
1: oh yeah, oh my God, oh, Michael, my heart.
0: And then she's like, ah, yeah. oh, the boys
1: came to see me. And all the girls wanna be Oh yeah! Woo! Yeah! yeah. Sorry, that's my best king. I hate her. Oh God, this aged horribly.
0: She is a charisma vacuum. <laughs>
1: um.
0: So, Tori comes out, and she's dressed as Tigress from the DC universe. Is that what
1: that was? I thought. I I read. I see through leopard print.
0: Um, I mean that's probably what it's supposed to be, but that's what I was thinking of.
1: I I, I like, wouldn't disagree. No one could figure it out. Even Michael Cole and King were like, "Hey, Michael, what's you wiring?" I don't know, King.
0: Yeah, the best I could figure is that she was trying to be a Wonder Woman. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. that ain't happening. Um, so the match starts, but Stable won't let Tori get into the ring and keeps getting uh, kicked kicking her to the floor. Finally, uh, Tori gets inside and Sable delivers a series of boots, which look awful. Um, Tori then pulls Sable out and rams her face into the apron and everybody's like, oh no. She gets a bloody nose. Dun, dun, um, dun. Sable uh, reverses an Irish whip, sending Tori to the railing. And then Sable gets onto the apron and dives off of crossbody. And Michael Cole sells it like she just did a uh, double 450 splash.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. Freaking power bomb, Freaking Michael Cole's like, oh my god! Oh, she hit the Sable bomb! Oh my god, King! Yeah. She's um, amazing! It's awful. Fuck you, Michael Cole.
0: So they get back into the ring and they try to do some chain wrestling, which includes a uh, sunset flip, and then a jackknife cover, and then Tori has to try to bridge out of the jackknife cover. Oh, and falls. terrible. And uh, then she gets a backslide, um, which only gets a two. Um, Tori comes off the ropes and goes for a crossbody, which misses Sable, but takes out the referee. Um, and then Tori um, gets set up for a... a table bomb uh, I don't know what happened here something happened where Tori flipped out and just landed on her, Land butt. On her butt yeah. Um, and then uh, Nicole Bass who was formerly in ECW as part of Just Incredibles Entourage and also on the Howard Stern show comes and she's just this really big roided out woman Okay, so Nicole Baths uh, makes her in ring debut, she, formerly of ECW, where she was part of Just Incredibles' entourage, now and also on the um, Howard Stern show. Um, she is just this really big, rooted out woman. She's like way bigger than China. Oh, yeah. Um, Huge. <laughs> gives Tori a press slam, um, which looks awful, and then Sable does a sable bomb. And everything finishes at uh four twenty-five.
1: Really? I got five oh six.
0: Huh. Uh, but yeah, it was <sighs> Oh bad. for that as
1: bad. For as much time as I got, regardless, it felt like a million years.
0: And then uh, Sable does her lewd dance again.
1: Yes. Ugh.
0: Um then we get we cut to Kevin Kelly talking to DX, which is newly reunited with all of the members. Oh, I wrote this
1: down verbatim.
0: With Triple H saying that they are a family and they are stronger than ever. And then Xbox says something, but you can't really Oh, no, no, Yeah,
1: I'll tell you what. So, uh, Triple H goes, Xbox, Shane McMahon, he's going to be handing your shiny corporate ass. And Xbox says very quietly, Shane. Get ready for some pain. <laughs> I had to rewind it. So I'm like, the fuck did he say? He's like, I Shane, good ready for some pain. Yeah, I couldn't
0: hear wait. I hyped up
1: your match, buddy. What'd you do? Blow out your vocal cords, like screaming at like the party the night before.
0: I I don't know. He, to be honest, he kind of looked high. <laughs>
1: Probably was. <sighs> I'm still drunk right. or something.
0: Yeah. So we have it's. The European title match, Um, Shane McMahon with Test, who is our champion, versus X-Pac. I gotta say, Test played
1: a much better role as the like enforcer, you know, than his tag team.
0: Hmm. Definitely. Um, Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe attempt to jump. Xbox from behind, but (laughs) Xbox just moves and, like, kicks them.
1: Yeah, it was great. They just, like, come out of nowhere and start beating them. And he's just like, the fuck? And, like, (laughs) spin kicks them both. And he's like, well, that's done. And just keeps walking. this
0: This is kind of the start of when Xbox was starting to become unbeatable. Oh, man. For a while. Which ends up backfiring on him. Anyway, um... Xbox then chases Shane around the ring and back into the ring and finally connects with a spinning heel kick. Uh, Xbox sets up for a Bronco Buster, but uh, Tess pulls Shane out of the ring. So Xbox stops the Bronco Buster from happening by putting his feet on the bottom rope, which was actually a pretty cool little bit of athleticism from him. So I hate the the Bronco Buster for one thing. I think it's it's an awful move. move, But (laughs) it's also the move that X-Pac is is now famous for because he ripped his anus open with it.
1: Yes. So, did you hear what Michael Cole said about what this match is?
0: Michael Uh, Cole
1: goes, This match, King, this match is about X-Pac's way of life versus Shane McMahon's way of life. And that X-Pac was a product of the streets. And Shane McMahon had a silver spoon in his mouth. And King says, that Shane came from the mean streets of Greenwich. Since when is Xbox and I wrote, Since when is Xbox from the streets?
0: Just for the shoot.
1: I was like, what the fuck? And yes, we have yeah, the Dimitri no, Posse. I liked,
0: I liked what King said also. He said where the you know, the fire department is so exclusive yes. they won't make house calls. They'll make
1: house calls, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking great.
0: Um, okay. So Shane tries to take a walk, but Xbox drunk jumps him from behind and throws him back in the ring. Uh, Test attacks on the floor uh, and crotches x on the post as Shane distracts the ref. Um, I don't know why they even bother distracting the ref, because later on they're going to be using weapons. <laughs> uh, back inside, um, Shane does a uh, double axe handle and a series of anita in the corner. Um, and then Shane does a body slam and sets up for his version of the corporate elbow, which misses. Um, test distracts the referee, which allows him to hit a low blow. And, uh, Shane gets, Shane gets tests belt and whips X-Pac with it over and over again.
1: Oh God. Um, Make a even more egregious line. He goes, at times Shane McMahon looks like a veteran in the ring. Mm. Sorry, continue.
0: Um, Shane uh, gets backdropped to the floor, and Xbox flies over the top rope and splashes Shane. But the Mean Street posse, who are Shane's friends from the Mean Streets of, um, <laughs> of Greenwich, Greenwich <laughs> <Connecticut>. <laughs> um, the, the two that you really need to know are Pete Gass and Rodney, because Pete Gass has this really funny last name. Um, and they pull Xbox and try to fight him, but, um, <laughs> Xbox just like punches them all out. Um, let's see. Um, and they have the best theme song ever. I don't remember it.
1: Oh my God. Okay. Hold on. We got to get it for you here. So while I'm pulling this up, do you watch the edge and Christian show? Later. Do you watch the edge Agent Christian show? No. So, um, they actually had a segment where Edge and Christian wanted to join the Mean Street Posse, and so they went to Pete Gass's house (laughs) in 2018, and he had to help them, like, dress and, like, you know, the appropriate attire and learn how to dance and, like, be from the Mean Streets of Greenwich to try to get, you know, brought into the, uh... Yo, know, team. So yeah, right, here we go. You, know, you do remember this? That's all it is. But it's such a fun, fun tune.
0: It's very funky.
1: All right. So yes, long live Dimitri Posse.
0: Okay. Um The. Back inside, Shane goes to the top rope, but Xbox meets him with a dropkick, crouching him on the top rope. Xbox then delivers a superplex, which kind of looks like a super brain buster because Shane really doesn't go over very well. <laughs> um, But Tess uh, pulls him to the floor, breaking up the count. Tess charges at Xbox, but he moves, and then Tess runs into the steps. Um, Back in the ring, uh, Xbox then hits Shane, with the with test belt over and over again, and a spin cake in the corner, and then he finally delivers the Bronco Buster. Yeah. Um, test sneaks in and delivers a shot with the with the belt. Shane crawls over, but only gets a two count. Shane chokes out Xbox in the corner with the boot and goes for a Bronco Buster of his own, but Xbox moves out of the way and Shane crotches himself on the ring post. Um. Test comes in again, but Xbox gives him a uh, spinning heel kick and a Bronco Buster. Then we get Triple H and China coming out. Um, Xbox hits the X Factor, which is a sit-out face buster on chain. I always like the X
1: Factor. It's a good good move.
0: It is, but... Devastating. Very devastating, but it's also like every... Female wrestlers finishing. Oh yeah, early.
1: exactly. It's the default, like, don't we have no mercy finisher for every female.
0: Yeah. Um, and also in real life. Yes, yeah, true. Um. So after the X Factor, there's no ref, so Triple H slides in and delivers a pedigree onto Xbox to complete the heel turn, oh, and man. now Triple H and China are part of the corporation. Yep. So uh, DX has been only reunited for about 15
1: minutes. minutes? <laughs> yep. Yeah. So uh, Triple H drag Shane on top and Shane McMahon gets the victory. Yes. So, uh, I'll, the Outlaws then run down and Triple H and Tess beat the shit out of them too, really putting them over. And then suddenly yes. the lights go out, and Kane's music plays, and five years later, Kane walks down to the ring, but Tess, Shane, and China have already left. And the best part
0: Yes, yeah. but go this go is the formation of the Xbox Kane yes. tag team, yes. which is quite popular.
1: It is. The best part, though, Road Dog goes, that jack off, Hunter, he's finished. And Cole says, well, you heard him. Rogue Dog says that Hunter is finished. And Rogue goes, no, you heard me. He's a jack <laughs> Like, you can freaking hear what Michael Cole's from the ring, it was awesome.
0: All right. Um, uh, and then we get a um, we get a video package about the boss man versus Taker, which has a lot of things we discussed earlier in the match. It's a
1: creepy, but, creepy Undertaker, home invasion sucker.
0: Yeah, and uh, Vince McMahon crying over a burning teddy bear. So this is a Hell in a Cell match. Um, so the Big Boss Man and Undertaker with Paul Bearer, but Paul Bearer's on the outside. So so
1: he's... just just to put this a little bit in perspective, this is the third ever Hell in a Cell. That's true. The first one being Shawn Michaels versus uh, Undertaker, where Kane debuted, and mm-hmm. then the second a year later. The previous year, Undertaker vs. Mankind, where Mankind went off the cell, to falling 20 feet to the announce table, and then through the cell, falling another 20 feet to the mat. So, going into this, like, the Hell in Cell had this huge mystique to it. Like, Hell in a holy shit, what's gonna happen? Hell in a Cell. They had to, like, preclude this match to be like, well, the reason it's Undertaker vs. Big Boss Man is because the, uh, the big boss man is the corporate security force for the corporation, so he is fighting this match. Like, there was no reason. Like, it was big. Like, big boss man. Like, didn't really do much. It was just oh, he's the head of security.
0: Well, I mean, they had to. It had to be ministry versus corporation. Oh no, no, I,
1: I get that, but it's like they didn't even like try to like. Right. I mean, it was yeah.
0: But anyway. Oh everybody was expecting something big to happen here because oh. of the the two previous matches yes. so let's see how this one goes. Yeah let's see. Okay, so boss man takes control early by hammering her away at taker in the corner with a series of right hands. Uh, taker comes back with a choke and then puts boss man in the corner with a series of fists.
1: Oh they looked awesome. You was yeah. going off.
0: I really like when Undertaker does his like, punches because he always goes, oh, duh, 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 like he's like a JoJo's <laughs> like character.
1: <it's> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Irish Whip from Taker sends Bossman into the corner, but Bossman comes out with an elbow. Uh, Taker comes back with a clothesline, getting a two. Bossman goes uh, for a ride with an Irish Whip, um, but stops at... Stops a Taker backdrop attempt with a swinging neck breaker, which gets a two count. Taker sits up, so Bossman kicks him in the face. Um, but uh, this time, uh, Taker grabs the foot and basically punches Bossman to the floor. Um, Taker goes out after him and rams Bossman into the cell. And then Bossman reverses an Irish whip and sends Taker into the cell. Bossman then gets a pair of handcuffs and uses them to cuff Taker to the side. Oh, this was
1: great. Paul Bear is on the outside. He's like, hey, he's got, he's got, it's not fair. He's got handcuffs, and that's not fair at all.
0: Right. <laughs> and, then, and then Boss Man, like, gets his nightstick and starts. That's just conveniently the in of, the corner. Yeah, I know. Like, he just up, starts propped up in the beating turnbuckle. Out. Beating the hell out of um, Taker um but um as taker falls um the cuffs break um, oh my god
1: so... i had to pause it i was laughing so hard <laughs> it was just like one shot undertaker falls gone fucking yep. the 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 the, the handcuff is just hanging there and i'm just like oh no cuz here i thought like undertaker had to like sell it like still Maybe he tried to sell it like he's still on the... Like, oh, I can't get off! But I laughed so hard because, like, it was just, like, nothing. Like, they couldn't get, like, a better pair of, for the chain links or something.
0: Nope. Remind me of the Look ones of that.
1: that you get as a kid that you can buy. Uh, and, yeah...
0: Well, I mean, if they were too good, then Tigger probably couldn't break them.
1: Oh, no. Well, I don't know if he was supposed to. I mean, obviously he was, but I don't think yeah. he was supposed to do with that. It wasn't very... Uh... Yeah, I laughed so hard.
0: Um, Tigger uh, then chokes um, Bossman uh, into the cell, and then uh, Tigger goes under the ring and grabs a chair and then hammers uh, Bossman in the back with it.
1: Oh, so glad there was no feck, no headshots.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, Tager then um, fires uh, Bossman face-first in the cell and delivers a headbutt, and they go um, back inside, and Bossman's all busted open. Yeah, both and, men are
1: bleeding at this point.
0: Yeah. Um, Tager does a flying clothesline, which gets two, and then Tager goes for old school, but uh, Bossman kicks Taker in the leg, which allows him to crotch himself on the top rope and fall to the floor. Um, Taker goes for a tombstone, but uh, Bossman slides down Taker's back. Taker ducks a clothesline out of the corner and goes for a tombstone again. This time it connects, and Taker picks up the victory at 947. Um,
1: yeah, the crowd did not like this. Like The knows, longer it went not on... A good
0: match. Not a good match. No, um, it was. Oh. After I, the match, after the match, let's get to this. Okay. After the match, um, the craziness continues. The brood are on top of the on top of the um, cell, and they drop a noose into the cell.
1: They propelled down from the ceiling, just like yeah. Owen Hart.
0: Mm-hmm. And. Um, Taker puts the noose around Undertaker or Undertaker puts the noose under the big boss man's neck and Paul Bearer hits a button that raises the cell. And he the my... Man... laughs my yeah. Yes. He's a,
1: he's and then, the and button. so they
0: hang, they hang <laughs> the boss man from the cell and he's just, and he, and supposedly he's dead now.
1: Yeah. He's, he's hanging there motionless. The lights go the out. Thing.
0: Here's the thing. Doesn't he show up the next night on Raw like nothing ever happened?
1: Pretty much.
0: So this is completely pointless. They were just doing it to shock people.
1: Yeah, it definitely. You needed something because this seems to be the only thing um, people remember from the match. Because I was reading a little bit about what people thought of this match. And people were like, oh, this is so cool. I remember that. And I was like, oh, the match was awful. But everyone seems to remember. This is like the thing that people remember from the match And I was actually kind of shocked. I was actually expecting for them to cut it just because it's really
0: tasteless. Yes, it is. But, no. Nope, they did not do that. Um, there were highlights from the WrestleMania Rage Party.
1: Oh, God. This aired on the USA Network the night before. And pretty much everyone was just blitzed. You had Shane McMahon... Hey, what's everybody of the party? You had uh, the always popular Big Pun and the Voodoo Poppin' Cherry Daddies. Or sorry, the Cherry Poppin' Daddies, which I just now realized what the fuck that means. Jesus Christ. And then you had Isaac Hayes, who was legitimately pissed about this because he wanted to sing Isaac Hayes songs. And the WWF was like, no, South Park is, like, popular. You're singing uh, Chef Salty Chocolate Balls. And he had to sing that. We then also had um, Austin and Rock both cut promos on each other. The Undertaker cut a promo on Boss Man. And Mankind told dad jokes. He said his leg didn't work so well, Zach. Limping ain't (laughs) easy.
0: I wonder why his uh, leg doesn't work Yeah, I wonder
1: well. what could have been all those uh, Hell in a Cell matches and no. uh, other matches.
0: It could have been the fact that he uh, has multiple concussions and probably brain damage, even though he's still fairly smart.
1: He is very smart. Um, so yeah, so that was the Rage Party. Um, I wonder if you want... I, I wonder if it's on YouTube or something. Yeah, I don't ever remember seeing it. I didn't even know the thing existed at the time. But it was sponsored by Chef Boyardee. From what I read, like, people were angry. All they got fed was, like, Chef Boyardee for, like, four hours. Like, it was a big shoot and all this. And, like, everyone who was there got, like, fed free Chef Boyardee.
0: Sounds gross.
1: (laughs) And Chef... The following Monday... Uh, or no, the following month or so was the debut of the Rock's Chef Barney commercial. Hmm. Anyway, moving on. What'd you think of the Rage Party? Uh. Looked awful.
0: Yeah.
1: Alright, sorry. Moving on for real this time.
0: Okay. Um. Michael Cole then goes to the back and we're and is never seen again on WWE programming because he's replaced by Jim Ross. Yes, at least that's at least that's what I, I hoped would have happened, but mostly uh, Michael Cole was replaced by Jim Ross and then he was stole back on Ra, stole. the next night. Yeah, boo. Anyway, it's the uh, WWF Championship match: The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Vince special is the special guest referee because Mankind is supposedly in the hospital. I was very
1: home. disappointed in Vince. He didn't have a nice-looking referee shirt. He had a black sleeveless shirt.
0: Well, you had to show off the guns.
1: That is true. He'd make up for it, though, at uh, Over the Edge. I'm oh, sorry, um, he did make up for it Over the Edge. I was he'd just come up like that.
0: So uh, Commissioner Shawn Michaels comes out with uh, Mike Chioda and overrules that decision as the only person who can name special referee is the Commissioner.
1: Vin so, man.
0: So uh, Shawn also announces that the corporation is barred from ringside and um, Austin wears a t-shirt to the ring because as he tells the story, he left his vest at home.
1: Whoops. Yeah, he was pretty pissed about that.
0: Okay. So, the match starts with a back uh, as rock backdrops Austin over the top into the announce table, and they brawl on the floor. Rock chokes out Austin on the floor uh, with the t-shirt and they head back to the ring. Rock hits the ropes and um Austin chucks him over the top rope to the floor and outside they go again and they brawl through the crowd. Austin delivers a double axe handle um And they head back to ringside. Austin throws Rock over the rail again, and they brawl on the other side of the arena. Oh, God. This is nuts. So everybody just, you know, gets to see them fight in the crowd. Um, Finally, Rock is able to clothesline Austin back to ringside and chokes him with with a ringside cable. And Rock takes Austin up the entranceway, but gets whipped into the guardrail and... Rock comes back with a backdrop onto the part of the set. Um,
1: I really like that move. They, they played up where his braced knee hits the thing, mm, and they played yeah. up like, "Oh my God, his, his bad knee is now a You know, he's in barrel now. Sadly, they didn't Austin, do too much about it. Sorry, go ahead.
0: Yeah, Austin fights back and fires Rock into a boom mic, which probably caused everybody to. The, have terrible headaches w- because of the feedback. Um, Austin delivers a clothesline and stomps to uh, Rock's special place uh, before choking Rock with an the, extension cord. The corporate jewels. Yes. Uh, Rock then rakes the eyes to buy some time and gets Irish whipped into the WrestleMania sign.
1: And Jim Ross goes, oh, no, that sign's a wave. And, and he goes, that's that's going to be a tragedy.
0: I'm like, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, They head back to ringside And Austin goes for a suplex on the floor Uh, Rock blocks it And delivers a suplex of his own And then uh, Rock fires uh, Austin into the ring stub And then spits JR's water onto Austin's face
1: Oh What a jackass
0: I know Um, Austin fights back Sending Rock into the guardrail And then delivers an elbow drop Into the Spanish announce table when the table doesn't break, Austin goes off the railing and drops another elbow. This time, breaking it.
1: Freaking Jr. acts like the freaking world just. Oh my god! Oh, that table! Oh my god! He drove his his elbow into this black heart of the rock. Just like, ca- calm, calm down, there, buddy.
0: So. After being outside of the ring for several minutes, they end up back in the ring, and, and the rock immediately goes back out and trips Ra- Austin and wraps his leg around the ring post. Austin fires back, <laughs> whipping rock into the ring steps, and then um, gets him back into the ring. The rock hits a rock bottom out of nowhere, uh, which gets a two-count. Rock rolls to the floor and grabs a steel chair, uh, but walks into a kick from Austin. Austin goes to nail Rock with the chair, but the referee takes, um, but takes out the referee. Rock comes back with a swinging neck breaker uh, and picks up the chair. Austin gets a kick in the gut and hits the ropes and runs into an elbow from the Rock. Rock takes the chair and delivers a series of chair shots to the injured knee of Austin that take him out um, and then takes him out with a shot to to the head. Um, Tim White, referee, who is attending? Injured Mike Yoda comes to make the count, but it gets a two count. Rock grabs a side headlock, very much like a Randy Orton headlock, and um, but Austin quickly elbows out because nobody wants that boring stuff here. Um, Austin hits the ropes, runs into the runs into a clothesline um, as Rock goes back into the headlock. Austin fights back up, hits the ropes, running. Uh, Rope's running into a Simone drop, which gets two. Rock delivers a rock bottom to the referee, but turns, uh, but turns into a stunner. Earl Hebner runs out to make the count, but Rock kicks out. Vince comes out to ringside as Austin grabs a chair. Austin hits Rock with the chair, but the Rock comes back with a low blow. Vince slides into the ring and knocks out Earl Hebner. Vince and then Rock uh, stomp on Austin in the corner. But Mankind comes out. Apparently, the hospital's not that far away. Nope. <laughs> and sends McMahon to the floor.
1: He's so hurt, he can run to the ring.
0: <laughs> yes. Austin goes for a roll-up, and Mankind makes the count, getting two. Lose Fez Press from Austin Connects, and is followed up by the F.U. Elbow. Um, Rock counters a backdrop with a kick to the face, and delivers a rock bottom. So three Rock bottoms so far in this match. Rock goes for the Corporate Elbow, but misses. Uh, Austin goes for the Stunner, but the Rock blocks it. Rock goes for Rock bottom, but Austin blocks it and finally delivers the Stunner, which finishes things as Austin regains the world title for a third time at 16.53. Vince also gets a Stunner for good measure.
1: I love the ending to that match. It's just so good because they're like, reverse, 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 Stunner, bam, win. Yeah, it seemed really unpredictable.
0: Yeah, but I'm going to be completely honest with you. I didn't really like this match all that much. I think it's not their best encounter <laughs> at, at all. Oh, no,
1: yeah. I, I agree. It's probably the weak... Well, probably the second to... Well, I definitely agree with you. They relied a lot on
0: brawling Outside. in the
1: crowd and just stuff like that where, like... Don't get me wrong, like... I was shocked when I read, like, how long this match was. I was like, damn, it didn't even feel like it. Like, it flew by. But, yeah, it seems like a good five minutes of it was them just brawling in the crowd. And they were getting mobbed so heavy, you couldn't even see what was going on. It's like, why put yourself in this situation with the crowd who clearly, like, anything and everything's stone cold. And rock, you know, it's like, What's the point other than to kill time? I mean, don't get me wrong. It's better than a sleeper hold in the middle of the ring with a hope spot. But...
0: True. I think still, they did that because Austin's neck was pretty bad probably at this point.
1: Yeah, that's probably true. Um, but, no, yeah, I really enjoy this match, but I think you're right. They'll they'll go on to have better matches um, in the future. So... I really enjoyed it. I like the fact that you know, Vince. I love Vince McMahon's reaction when he's sitting ringside and like almost in tears, and his hair is all frayed. Like, what the fuck, I failed.
0: And then he gets stunned.
1: Yes. So after the match, Austin drinks shit tons of beer. He toasts with Earl Hebner. Um, basically, Jim Ross just puts over Austin, huge, saying, "Oh, what, what a, what a." You know, all the uh, ups and downs from Vince McMahon, all the hurdles, but he, he prevails, and King's, you know, over there defending Vince McMahon, and uh, like you said, he stuns him, and then he wakes him up by pouring a beer on him. So, and that's how the match goes, or that's how the show goes off the air. Funny trivia note and this was obviously edited out of the network version and probably some, some you know, everything else. This match was ruined by, by Michael Cole early in the broadcast. They had some kind of, like, QVC thing where they're like, he's like, oh, hey, after uh, after WrestleMania, King, they're at QVC, uh, the Home Shopping Network, they're having a, a special deal on WF Merchandise, and you get to see the new WF Champion. It's like,
0: oh dumbass. Yeah. Kind of like at that December to, to Dismember pay-per-view that they did where uh Joey Styles was saying that there was going to be a new ECW championship, and Taz was like, God damn it. <laughs> Does he really? Yes.
1: That's awesome. Oh my god, I want to see that clip. Uh, so
0: right. what did the wrestling observer uh Dave Meltzer have to say about this match? Hardcore
1: title, one point two five stars. The tag team match with Jeff Jarrett and D'Lo and Test, one point two five stars. Super freaking generous in my opinion. Um, Bart Gunn versus uh, Butterbean, not even rated because it wasn't a wrestling match. Mankind versus Paul White. 0.75 stars.
0: Three quarters of a star, wow. Yeah.
1: Sorry, the stars I got this from actually put numbers instead of the stars.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, Ken Chamber, the IndyCon Championship match? How do you think that did? He's going to like that match. Mm. One and a half stars. Okay. Triple H versus Kane, 1.25 stars. Alright. Sable versus Tori, what do you think?
0: Minus five stars.
1: Minus two stars. God. Uh, Shane McMahon vs. X-Pac got a decent 2.75. Hmm. The Undertaker vs. Big Boss Man dud. Yeesh. I was bummed because like man, Mankind and Undertaker both get shit ratings. Finally, Stone Cold vs. Uh, uh Rock uh, 3.5 stars.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. So, as I've started doing, because now the Raws are actually decent and uh, actually have meaning after the show, whereas in the early days of Raw, Raw was just another show the day after WrestleMania. Do um, you want to know what happened on Raw the next night? Yeah. All right. So... Man, this Raw kicked off pretty much the entire 1999 to 2000. I was shocked at how much this kicked off. So, the next night on Raw, Austin comes out immediately. They um, they play the segment that's really popular where, you know, Oz, uh, Vince McMahon, you know, I got the title, you don't, I own it, blah, 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 blah you know, and all the events leading up to that, and then ending with him winning at WrestleMania 15, Austin comes out, and he demands his custom smoking skull belt that was stolen from him. And Austin says, he's got two hours to comply, or he's gonna get, Vince McMahon's gonna get his ass beat. And Vince McMahon, God, I love this. He goes, you're not getting your belt back. It's true. Your belt's hanging on my mantle and every day when I walk past it, I like, I laugh. And it reminds me, I own a piece of Stone called Steve Austin. Freaking awesome line. So, uh, did you know, who wrote this contract, I will never know. Vince McMahon also goes, You can't touch a hair on me. The contract states, that you have to be provoked, physically provoked, to, to lay a hand on me. And he goes, ah, oh, play the footage. The night before, Vince McMahon beating the shit out of uh, out of him with Rock. And he goes, that's provocation enough. The contract says, I have 24 hours that I can beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> Who would sign this contract? Ah, uh, the Undertaker then comes out during a sable segment, and he wants to see what she's got, and she grinds, and he just chokes her, and he demands that Vince McMahon comes out into the ring. Meanwhile, Stephanie McMahon is, co- is kidnapped by the corporate mi- by the ministry. There was a hardcore championship match. Between Hardcore Holly and Doctor Death Steve Williams, where Jim Ross was the manager. This was evil Vince. This was evil Jr. Now, where he was bitter about being taken off the TV, and he had, and at one point, during the broadcast, a crew came out and put together Jim Ross's own announce table, where he would then talk over both Michael Cole and the King. Um, and it was funny, this was Jim Ross, uh, apparently, uh, Bart got, or not Bart, I'm sorry, Dr. Death gets screwed in the match, and he goes, that, that's not right, that, that's my boy, that's my boy, Dr. Death, he got screwed, I'm like, okay, okay, Jim, this was not a good time, and ugh, terrible, Vincent Mann gets the Smoking Skull Belt, And he tells Shane that he's in charge, he's distraught, he doesn't care anymore. He's like, I don't care about The Rock, I just want Stephanie. So Shane McMahon is ordered to go back out and give Austin the belt. What does he do? Austin comes out and The Rock comes out with the championship belt. And he smashes him over the head with it and stands tall and it leads up to the next pay-per-view Backlash 99 of Austin versus The Rock 2, which in many people's eyes was the better match than even WrestleMania 15, which led to an infamous scene where they met on a bridge and they fought on a bridge and uh, Steve Austin is push, uh, basically punched off the bridge into the river below, like legitimately a legit bridge. Way hmm. up in the air. Awesome, man. You take the belt to hell with you and throws it off. It would later be recreated with Kurt Angle and Stone Cold. Hmm. Um, yeah, I couldn't believe how much things... Like, you've got the ministry. You've got the higher power storyline that obviously comes out of the that. The power power. The power power. Oh, son of a bitch. Um, You've got the Austin versus Rock. Um... I mean, yeah, all kinds of stuff going into 1999 and, or going into 2000.
0: So No Rikishi.
1: No. Wait, wait. Yeah, there's no Rikishi yet because they do have that Armageddon Hell in a Cell, isn't it? Or is that 2000? Yeah, that was 2000. So that's the next year. Sorry. I'm getting my... where is it? The Sixth Way Hell in a Cell match where Rikishi oh. took that huge
0: that that's um that's a while because that's biker taker
1: okay um so yeah like i was just surprised at how much kicked off i mean we then had the black wedding and the the match between uh austin and and um shane and vince over control of the wdf where uh Awesome skits. Austin becomes this, the 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 owner of the WWF, and he has meetings drinking beer. And, like, my favorite scene, he goes, Oh, there's Shane McMahon's salary. Scratch that out. That's not the beer budget. <laughs> I freaking love it. They had drinking contests to see which executives would keep their job. It was freaking awesome. My favorite scene of all time, though, is... The girl at the front desk who answers the phone. And she goes, hello, World Wrestling Federation. One moment. And he goes, no, 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 no. Here, let me show you how it's done. Phone rings. World Wrestling Federation, who the hell is this? <laughs> no, that guy's a jackass. <laughs> Click. <laughs> and then the girl goes, World Wrestling Federation, who the hell is this? <laughs> Oh, good shit. I actually almost went to that Survivor Series 99. We were actually in the Carolinas. We'd gone to Universal Studios in Florida. We'd driven from Minnesota all the way down by car. We stopped in South Carolina, went to Myrtle Beach, and the the event wasn't taking that far away. It was in North Carolina, up in, I think, Raleigh or something or Durham. And I, we almost had tickets. That was also the same year, we almost went on the infamous WCW Bruce Cruise. It was that or go to Florida.
0: You, you, went, you did the better thing.
1: Yeah. But I was a huge... I was still... To tell you the truth, I was a WCW fan before WWF. I didn't get into WWF until I was in middle school and everyone was watching it. So... And oh, yes, the embarrassing story from last episode. I forget what it was. It was some lunch thing where we got to go up on stage. And I'd made a Mr. Sacco. And I did a Mick Foley impression. And then I yelled, suck it at the end. Ah, <laughs> 15-year-old me. Cringy as shit. And I used to uh, make my own, like, Steve Austin vests. (laughs) But it wasn't leather. It was, like, cut the, like, I used to have, like, button-up, like, Dickies shirts. Mm. So it was, like, cut the sleeves off and with a permanent marker, like, write, like, badass on one side and, like, stone cold on the back. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, what you do in middle school? Good times. All right, let's end it here. Favorite match of the night?
0: Um, I don't know. Probably Rock Austin.
1: Yeah, I'd say that. This match was. I was shocked at how boring this overall WrestleMania was. There wasn't really any standout matches. Things just kind of seemed to be there for that. And I think Austin versus Rock is kind of the default answer. All right. Anything else you want to discuss before we head off? I don't think so. All right. Well, until next time, thanks for listening, everybody. Take care.
0: Bye-bye.